0: Hey podcast friends, you are listening to the Recovery Atheist podcast. Today's topic is on fear. Enjoy. Well hello everybody in podcast nation. This is the Recovery Atheist here with Jr. and I just want to say that I am so happy that you're here with us today to be able to talk about a few different topics and discussions that we're going to have. And the one that we're going to talk about its going to be a short little get together for about 10, 20 minutes. Uh, I got to hit a lift got to the bus stop, get myself down to St. Paul to visit a friend this weekend. Which we're going to be shooting some more stuff. Though. Yeah, I'm going to be down there doing some stuff. I'm going to be having a, uh, through the, uh, recovery atheist group page i have a zoom meeting event that is set up at two o'clock tomorrow that people can come on zoom and talk with me and and hang and we'll talk and get to know each other i'd love to get to know my people yeah um, i'm gonna probably i'm gonna be joining that group as well i believe though yeah so it's pretty much just a little meet and greet so you people you find people out there get to know us and we get to know you a little bit and and just conversate network well, that's uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow 2 o'clock tomorrow through Zoom All the information is on my event page On the Recovery Atheist group page uh, So yeah, if you have the time, come out and join us This should be a good time and we'll still have some discussions So today what we're going to talk about here for a little bit Is a word The F word it, It's the F word and it's not the F word that you think No, it's not the F word you think But it is one that can definitely control us yeah, and I really would say that. it is the F word that controls almost mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah, ones. and that is fear. Don't dun, dun! Fear. We're going to talk about fear right now and, and how do we either overcome it, deal with it, don't allow it to paralyze us, don't allow it to... Uh control control our reality and what we do in life and just realize that fear is part of life and that and how are we going to get through it. What are your thoughts on that, JR? First of all, I want to say thanks again for being on the
1: show, Dell, and coming in with us and I want to say thanks for everything that you're doing. And then I also want to say Fuck fear. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck fear. No, I think fear is a great topic, but I think it uh has control over almost all of us. And I think it's my favorite topic because I personally think it's the most fun and the most growth I've ever had in my life is when I face fear. Like the most fun I've ever had is when I'm like doing, like I feel alive when I'm doing stuff that I'm fearful of. Like when I started traveling and I started doing things I've never done before, traveling the world and sculpting, like I literally felt so alive. Like I feel like being alive is to me essentially correlated to how much you're facing fear. So like if you want to feel like you're living or you feel like you are stuck or stagnant in life, I think I think there's a big topic and conversation of talking about facing fear and getting out of your comfort zone. So I think this topic is huge and I think correlating fear to being stagnant and stuck is a big, big, big issue because when you're starting to get out of your comfort zone and you're starting to pursue your passions or pursue your dreams or do things that you love, you're then going to be facing fear and leaning into those insecurities and overcoming them. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, the majority of my success and the majority of my accomplishments has come from facing fear and taking risks mm-hmm. and being then comfortable in gaining self-confidence and the ability to go out and do it more and do it again and again and again, just like conditioning yourself for fitness or conditioning yourself for any kind of test. For me, facing fear makes me a lot more comfortable and it gives me a lot more uh, belief in my ability to face fear and take on bigger, more
0: epic tasks. Right, right, definitely. When I face my fears and I get through them on the other side, it's a victory. Huge. And and each one that I have that way, that I I mark off my list as I'm going through it, each one um, allows me to get stronger and stronger in the belief or in the ability to know that when another one comes down the line to me, I can get through. it. I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where it is like, this is the end of the world. This is the worst situation I've ever been in. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to get through this. Oh, this is just the end of the world. End of the world. And then six months later, you hear me saying, oh my God, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this. Uh, this is the end of the world. Yeah. You know? So I mean, we find ways, we're survivors. We find ways to get through. So now That's for me, I, I just, when those situations come, I look at it as that old beautiful line of, that my dad told me and taught me growing up as a kid is this too shall pass. This too shall pass, and I just think that's an amazing point that uh,
1: we too as humans are so capable and strong and that we can come through anything what, with basically what you were saying about how we are flexible and we make, we come out on the other side. Right. Like we are one of the most amazing species of all time. If you want to check out one of my Q&A questions, I just uploaded on Buzz, our new uh, podcast, Daily Q&A is humans are one of the most dominant species of all time. It's because of our ability to work together cooperatively, it's because of our ability to be agile, flexible, and fluid, and we are incredibly resilient as a species and as a whole. Humans are incredible. We're, we're one of the most powerful, dominant species of all time. So it's amazing what we're capable of, and I really think that if people started to push themselves more and really start to put themselves in more uncomfortable situations and face their fears, they're start, they're going to start to realize how capable they are. Right. Like once you say like for me, that's where I found all my capability and strength is when I realized I can do this shit. Like look at you. Like I'm doing this with you guys now. And like I'm realizing that I can do this shit. Like I do have value and I do have perspectives. And I do have something to bring forward to people. So I think for me, the biggest thing in my life has been my willingness to face my fear and my willingness to take risks. And in that, I've had lots of success and gained lots of tools, knowledge, and insight that I can move forward with and share with people because I've been willing to face the fears that a lot of other people will not necessarily take on.
0: Right, I mean, you get stronger in it, you get more confident in it. Um, I used to just let it control me to where I was paralyzed. I would I would just go into a room and isolate and oh get that favorite bottle of vodka, which was the usually usually the cheapest vodka there is. You know the ones where they say it's only good to burn brain cells and grease car (laughs) motors. Burn brain cells. You know the Takas, the Barnums, the yeah the Bartlets, uh, whatever. Um, So. Now, when I see a fear coming down my way, it gives me the opportunity to grow. I look at it as I I almost have open arms to it because it allows me to know that if I can figure out a way to get through this, that it's only going to give me more strength and more confidence down the road to face other things. So I, I welcome it. Bring it on It's part of my nature that that's gonna be there. So you better get used to it and you better find ways to be able to deal with it.
1: And then the other thing, Dale, that I love that you talk about is how we let fear control us. So like you talk about how people are so fearful and we've talked about how we give our trust to things and how we let certain things control us. And I think fear is the number one example of that of how we let fear push us to believe in a religious doctrine or let us believe in X, Y, or Z. I really think that fear is a big talking point for why we believe in what we believe in and Mm -hmm. the power that we give our fear. So like, I really think that a lot of people are letting fear dictate their decision making and letting fear choose for them. They're not really, like, I really don't think a lot of people are in control of their fear or in control of their decision making. I think they're letting money, they're letting fear, they're letting insecurities, of what other people about them what other people think about them and what society thinks about them we're not just individuals that are comfortable being different and comfortable not fitting in because we want to fit in and we want to be like everyone else and approved by everyone else and that we're letting fear of being judged or fear of being different control us and the fear of not trying to go out there and do shit and be different and make and make shit happen I just mm-hmm. think I really think fear is a big controller of the world and the population.
0: Well, you look at the situation we live in today, everything is fear-based right now. Um, We've got fear, obviously, of the pandemic that's going on. We've got fear about who's in office. Uh, We've got fear about the police. Uh, We've got fear about the economy and the unemployment rates. Uh, where are we going to be able to pay the bills? We got fear about our education. Are kids going to be able? I mean, we're already one of the worst countries in the world when it comes to education. And right now, we don't even know if kids are going back to school. We're almost to August already. It's it's getting, I mean, they're obviously going to do it online, but is that really going to, that might work for college. But when you're in elementary, junior, high school, high school, that connection with people helps build uh, life skills and relationship skills that cannot be done just in an online course, like you can for someone who's in college. So they need that interaction with their friends. They need that interaction with sports. They need that interaction with fans. Um, so there's lots of fears going on right now. Is what is this world going to look like here in the next few months? Especially now that the pandemic is back on the on the up you know upside now, where we're getting more and more.
1: Yeah, and then let's correlate that all to your you're so right with, but the number one fear, the fear of dying. The fear of loss of life. So I feel like the number one fear of a majority of people is either correlated with money, not having enough money, or dying. Yeah. And I think statistically you can look into that, and I think it's got to be two of the most prominent fearful factors is fear of not having enough income, economic insecurity, and then fear
0: of death. I'm going to throw two more in there, fear of being alone. And I gonna put in fear of failure in there as well. Yeah, 100% failure. Okay, now they're not as important as death and in, in, in the other, like you said, but the fear of being alone and that codependency thing and not having connection is a definite fear for people. Um, and then the fear of failure, um, not being able to succeed in something that you're doing, and so why even take the risk? but I think that's more fear of
1: judgment. If you think about the fear of failure, it's fear, it's it's like the fear, so you're right, I agree with everything you're saying, but I think it's, when you say you're fearful of failing, I think that's more, people have to look into that, that's fear of people looking at you like you're not good enough, or that's like, oh, you weren't good, you're not good.
0: Yeah, that is a self-esteem. So that's a judgment, like, yeah. Yeah, So
1: I think that's a great point. I think that's two great points but ultimately I feel like the fear of death is the one we need
0: to shine the light on the most because that's what pushes so many people to the religious platform. I was gonna say, that's what keeps religion alive. Fear of dying,
1: let's face it, everyone's fearful of dying so they're trying to think of ways that they can get, like, they're, like if you're not afraid of dying, for me I was blessed because at a young age my mom died and for some reason being that close to her and then her dying has pushed me to a stage where I'm like okay, Death happens, I don't control when people die, I'm not God. It's gonna come, my day's in the book somewhere, and when it comes, it comes and it's gonna happen and it's just part of the game. So I'm playing the game and I'm in the game and I realize that because of that, I'm gonna maximize my time and energy doing something I love, pursuing my passions because guess what, that day is coming for all of us and I'm not here gonna sit here and be fearful and scared and afraid, I'm right. gonna take action and start living the life
0: I wanna fucking live because I, know. I I know that day's there for all of us. Well, I know people are gonna sit there and go, "Dell, you're full of bullshit, you're full of shit on this," but this is the truth. I, you can look at me in my eyes here, I am not afraid of dying. It's going to happen. The only thing I'm afraid of is how maybe I die. I would rather not have it being in fire or drowning or I would like to be able to just fall asleep one night and die in my sleep, of course, Um, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I'm 44 years old now, I never thought I'd make it to 44 even. I'm 44 now and I'm getting up there in age, six years away from being 50. Good old AARP getting involved. Um, So the idea of, oh, I'm a young buck and I have the rest of my life, that's kind of not reality anymore. Um, I have to make sure my health lines, prostate, everything like that is on the up and up. So death is something that I'm looking at. I guess the biggest fear I have right now with death is and dad are both getting up there in age. And they're pretty much my only family I really talk to. I've been major, I mean, I have other supportive family but they're the ones that are supported the most in my life, and I love them. Um, especially since I'm in recovery and sober, of having to lose one of them and how I'm going to react to it. I'm very fearful of that. Um, I want to be able to react with it right, and I, of course, I tell myself that. They wouldn't want you to. They wouldn't want you to lose your your sobriety because they died. And I do tell myself that over and over again. But it's inevitable. It's something I'm going to have to face. That probably it might be sooner. I hope not, but probably between fifteen to twenty years from now, I'm going to have to make, make, face that. Face that fear, and, and and deal with that. And so that's probably
1: the biggest fear I have.
0: I think that's a great
1: point, and I think, for me, the reason I have never, I've been blessed, so I, I think I'm not fearful of that, because I'm so capable of connecting with strangers. Like, I talked about this with the Art of Happiness book, is. Like I've been closer with strangers in my life than I have with some of my, a lot of my family. Like my extended family. Like I just think that we are narrow-minded. Not necessarily. I'm not speaking to individuals. I'm saying in general as a whole that we are narrow-minded in as who we look at as family. I can be family with you, Del. If we start spending time together and we're being vulnerable and true and authentic with each other, and we're spending time and we're working and we're in the trenches together. To me, you become someone of a brother. You already are becoming someone of a brother to me. So like. If you think about that, like, I can start to have the I- intimate, serious relationships with strangers. And so, like, right. that's why I start to realize that, like, when people leave and they and you lose them, it's very sad and it can be. But also, right. we can start to realize that we can have serious, amazing, intimate relationships with just anyone and everyone. Like, And that's why I think my ability to connect to other people via e- empathy, empathy and so forth, because of the pain and suffering I've been through, has helped me be more capable of having those relationships with people and I really think that's an interesting point because like so many people like you said are fearful of being alone and I think the whole point of death is kind of selfish it's more about oh now I'm going to be without that person as opposed to now they lost their life and I really think most people are living in a selfish manner with death
0: and it is it is I'll be honest with you again I'm authentic I'm not going to sit here and bullshit or lie to you it is a little bit selfish on my part um This is the first time that I've really lived, the last couple years I've lived away from my parents now, a long distance, you're talking 10, 12 hour drive away, they're down in Indiana by Louisville, and um, they're coming up in about a week, not, uh, it might actually be this next weekend, I'm not sure I have to look at the calendar, but they're coming up to see me here in the booth, and I only get to see them maybe a couple times a year now, but it's one of those things where, yeah, I won't have any more family that I really have any intimate connection with that way. So yeah, it is being a little selfish. I, I do, I, there have been a, a major emotional uh, reality support for me in my life. So I agree. I'm, going, I'm going to have to try to look at that and not be selfish about it and realize that this is just part of life and that I will move forward. I, I've learned how to live on my own away from them now and do what I need to do. Um, but it is gonna be, it's gonna be tough.
1: Really yeah, tough. I'm not saying you, that's normal. I mean, you're just acknowledging it and being aware of it's crucial. Like, when mm-hmm. my mom died. It, it, it was the most difficult thing ever. I was fearful of it. But like, I don't know, I really feel like when I look back on it, that it was more the pain of her not having the chance to live. I loved her so much that she was so sweet. I feel like I wanted her to live more and she deserved more. Like How old was she? 43. Yeah, that's too old. So But yeah, I just think it's an interesting point, and I think it's great to bring dialogue to. Like, I think it's okay to be, like I wanted one that I love to be alive too, but I just think it's great dialogue to be talking about this and talking about fear, and I think it's really interesting how we can learn to connect and develop relationships with people that we, might have looked at is just strangers and how they can become family. Like I've had multiple people in Hawaii that have become family. When I lived in Hawaii, you could literally start talking with a stranger and the next thing you know, you're living with them a month later because whatever, they're just that kind. They are the most Ohana-like people I've ever met, family-based people with everyone. In Hawaii, everyone will look at you if you're respectful and kind like you're family. They don't look at you like you're a different person, you can't live with us or be with us. They look at everyone like, oh, we could all potentially be
0: family. Well, that's the biggest thing now that I feel about being here in Duluth. For one, this has been the best decision I ever made in my life coming to Duluth. Um, I, I'm at home here. This is my home. I'm comfortable here. I love it. It's not too big of a city, but not too small of a city. So it gives me some of the creature comforts I like. But the people here, the family that I have been developing since I've been here has been a blessing and, and has been something that I will cherish. And so I'm, I'm sticking my roots in the ground here. Um, I've got family here now, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I, you can build family outside of just your immediate family. Um, it's just, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to be vulnerable? Put yourself out there. Are you willing to be out there and, and care and in be compassionate and just be honest with somebody else that you connect with. I mean, that's just life in general. That's what we should be doing, the humanistic view of it is, is there's other people out there that we should be able to have love for and will be a family to us. And then
1: that's a great point because if you look at it, I feel like if you are not comfortable in solitude and you're not comfortable in your own skin being alone, this is a really interesting twist to think about. If comes more about your interaction with people, about you. Because listen, think about people that when the when the lockdown went in, oh, yeah. and they're sitting at home and they're like, they're so not comfortable with their own skin or who they are, they're so restless, irritable and discontent with who they are that they need to connect with other people or be around other people to essentially lose themselves in or get a high from. So if you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, I need to be around other people, I agree with that, that makes sense, but there's a sense where you have to start to reflect on the fact that you're more being around those people for you than you are to try and bring them something. It comes back to the principle of consuming versus creating. So like in healthy relationship versus not healthy, which is the concept of trying to bring something to people versus take from them. And I feel like the people, that are in a space where they're restless, irritable, discontent, and they can't be comfortable in solitude, they have an issue then because when they go to other relationships or they're going in to interact with other people or build relationships, it's more about what they can take for them than, oh, you're, we're here in a natural relationship in this natural situation just to have a natural interaction. It's more about like me trying to take from that relationship. And I just think for me, I, I found that it's interesting because in this whole time, I've been able to connect with more people than ever. I've Jumped into podcasting and video logging, and I have connected with girls like Dana Roman. Thank you, Dana. We talked and we interacted regularly. And there's people that are on all my platforms that I'm consistently developing dialogue with, like Yasmin Jimenez. Thank you, Yasmin, for reaching out, and leaving that letter on my Shout bed. Out. Like all these people, like Yasmin, like Dana, like. Uh, Walter Dwyer people I'm, I'm regularly seeing people that are consistently interacting with us and following us that I'm building relationships with and developing connections with and I've done it more through the COVID experience than ever before because it's pushing everything digital so for me I think it's really interesting how you, you can turn on a camera or you, like he said a human interaction is a, a, like essential but you can have it like it's the like we're having it right now at scale with and there's tons of people like we're interacting with people right now like I know it's not person to person but face to face
0: I mean it's amazing and I look forward to it like the entire time today on my way in here it's just like yeah I get to get with JR yeah I get to do some podcasting some live streaming yeah I get to touch base with all my people out there yeah let's do this let's do this and it's exciting that you should feel that way about living living life yeah yeah it's amazing well, I think uh, it's already getting to be about 11.30, so let's uh, take these yeah. last couple minutes here to shut things down for me for the day. Amanda. Totally. I know you're probably going to do so, still some more. I might, yeah. But we also have tomorrow that uh, thing at 2 o'clock uh, through Zoom. All my information is on my Thinking Atheist. Uh, thinking Atheist. That's my buddy Seth. Recovery Atheist. Atheist. Yeah, Seth Andrews. Stop it, Set, Seth. What, yeah, what is check him out Atheist? on YouTube. The Thinking Atheist. He's amazing. Seth Andrews um so yeah so check uh, out my uh, page the recovery atheist on there on under the events we're having a little get together meeting one-on-one to 20 on 20 or to well, however many we get but it's a little meet and greet so we can get to know everybody and just have a good time tomorrow two o'clock through zoom all the information's on there thank you again for coming on you know and watching us today what are your thoughts yeah I just want to say the same thing thanks and I appreciate you guys
1: attention and time and energy and I really just like bringing you guys like he said I'm I'm, I'm in love with bringing you guys attention I mean bringing you guys value and bringing like awareness to this fact and bringing attention to the fact that you can do this and anyone can do it. And if we're doing it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can turn on your phone tomorrow and turn the camera around and start talking into the camera and sharing your story and sharing your value with the world. So... And we we want to hear it. We would love to hear it. And we want to have more people like you, Dan. And we would love to have you on the show. We want to have people in the studio. And like he's utilizing Zoom for his meeting this uh, tomorrow at 2. I'm going to be there. And if you guys can join, that would be great. And we're going to start using also at in Media with this whole show thing that we're doing. We're going to start utilizing streaming and Zoom meetings as well. So that no matter where you are or what you're doing, you can join us here via Zoom. And then we can have that interaction that he was talking about uh, with anyone and everyone at any place in the world. That would be
0: awesome.
1: So thank you for joining, and your attention is our oxygen. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody.
0: Hey again, podcast friends. Thanks for listening to the Recovery Atheist podcast. Today's topic, again, was on fear. Please subscribe at my YouTube channel, The Recovery Atheist, or you can email me at therecoveryatheist@gmail.com at gmail.com. Take me with you wherever you go by using Spotify and many other platforms on your iPhone or Android. Take me on the go when you're on the go. Be safe out there.